Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Coming up on TMS, Sansa level wackadoo. Gundam style. One guy had to be Voltron's ass. Bye-bye, moist pony. Beware the moustache. Good old Steve, what's his name? Teenage dirtbags. Took my candy. A cigarette in every orifice. You're out of order. This whole filming is out of order. Fentanyl candy, you know, for kids. Whole lot of Uma in the face. Poop a brick in the wrong direction. Utah hoo-hahs. Punished bots with Bill. Undercover mustache with Bobby. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. First official gig was Runaway Train. 3.20 a day. I'll never forget that. Three twenty a day. This is more money than I ever made in a robbery. Right there, I said, shit, I'm going to be an actor. No? The Morning Stream. Steady as she goes. Number two. Good morning and welcome back to TMS. It is uh, Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm Scott and that's Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hello, Scott. Hello. Hey, uh, so my daughter left. She left. Yeah. Aww. It was a sad morning. It was hard. It was difficult. It sure was. Yeah. But, you know, she's just around a lot and we hang out all the time and we collaborate all the time. And so it's only two months, but it feels like longer and, you know, she'll do fine. She's very excited. She's on her way to Iceland, for those who aren't aware, heading there for a... a two-month art but, residency in Iceland. So exciting. I mean, yeah. that is such a cool... What a cool experience that is going to be, right? I yeah. mean, holy cow. I hope so. I just want to make sure... I want her to have, like, cool people there, you know? Like, sure. I don't want her to get there and end up with a bunch of freaking Euro snobs who don't want to hang out or just weird about Americans or something. I don't know why. These I mean, are that's these what are we always want for our children, basically. Yeah, yeah that's basically true. <laughs> we don't want them to be around the, the bad people. Yeah, I don't people. want I don't want buttholes at this thing. And they shouldn't be. They should all be fine. I don't know what a Euro yeah. snob is, Chad. I'm not gonna explain it. I don't know. I don't know what I even Euro mean snob. Oh come on. If you people out there you don't know what a Euro snob is, like uh, what what movie should we direct them to? Yeah. Um 
the Saturday Night Live uh, uni. No, it's pronounced uni. No, it's, it's pronounced uni. <laughs> the Fred Armisen character. That is, uh, that's the definition of Euros. Yeah. I just think that, you know, sometimes people like to throw all Americans into one category. And uh, she is definitely not one of those. So just be nice to her. Okay, Iceland. I know you're all see-through and transparent and all that. Just like the finish. And I love you for it, you know. <laughs> that'll that'll help. That'll uh, definitely... Uh, <laughs> so let's start by, you know... <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and throw shade at their uh, weird white skin. And, um, right, exactly. That uh, that's a good way. Good yeah, way to begin. Their elf, their elven heritage <laughs> reaching across the aisle. Yeah. Anyway, she'll she'll do fine. She'll she'll be great. She's yeah, good. She'll be just fine. We had Halloween. She hung out. We hung out last night. And had fun. Passed out that's candy. Cool. Watched, did you do uh, the uh, Santa? I did for uh, Van. Uh-huh. Just for Van. Only only temporarily because I didn't want to do it the rest of the night because I was like, I'm not wearing this. Stupid it's Santa costume. Hot costume, I'm sure. Well, that and just it's dumb. It's, it's Santa Claus. I'll do it for him, but no, for, not for anybody else. <laughs> and so he goes, he shows up in his Santa outfit and he has little fake gifts with him and he's got the full beard and the hat and everything. Mm-hmm. And he just is convinced that that's as good a uh, Halloween costume as anything else he could have chosen. So it's fine. I'm not, you know, look, I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. You'd no, be Santa Claus. Not. You'd be whatever no. you want. You're three years old. You get to choose. But he yeah. did say, we were talking about, um, we had a little fire pit going, mm-hmm. and we are making marshmallow, uh, you know, shmore, s'mores, s'mores. Yep. <laughs> the reason I say shmore is because somebody, Nick or somebody in the background goes, piping hot schmoes from, from uh, Toy Story, <laughs> right? Toy Story, I think it was, and it was... Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was Buzz Lightyear said... Gather around the fire for some piping hot schmoes, and he's got it wrong. And Woody corrects him and tells him it's not schmoes. Anyway, yeah, he says that, and then Van says schmo, schmo, <laughs> schmo. And now that's all he wants to talk about is schmoes. He wants to Great. say schmo. So, so Nick's a schmo. Nick's a schmo. He's a complete schmo. I'd say to him, "Hey, what do you think of your uncle Nick?" No. Yeah, and we say yes because he kind of answers it. <clears throat> he kind of says it in a questioning kind of tone. Yeah, no, schmo. like he's not sure. Schmo, schmo. It's like, yep, that guy's a schmo. <laughs> Anyway, it was a lot of fun. We're all good now. I didn't eat any candy, so props to me for just avoiding it. Kim gave came out like huge giant candy bars. And we saw like I don't know, it felt like Brian, we saw like maybe four little kids. Yeah. But a ton of teenagers that were all very nice and respectful. But for some sure. reason, it felt like those were the kids who didn't get Halloween for two years because of yeah, COVID yeah. reasons. Yeah. And now we're like, well, I'm, we're taking Halloween back because there were hardly any little ones <laughs> and tons of older kids. It was really weird, I thought. What'd you, what was your experience there at the, we, at the household? We ended up with maybe about 75 kids, and I would say it's it was probably half and half. But we had we had quite a few last year, too. Definitely not up to like 2018 or 2019 levels, but um, but... You know, like you said, about seventy-five kids, about twenty clusters of three or four kids each, and um, they always come in packs like that, right? That's always they do. Deal. Yeah, exactly. They travel for safety. Yeah, to to keep from getting their bag snatched, right? <laughs> Basically, by yeah. by bigger teenagers who don't even want to do the the, the bothering of going trick or treating yeah. or getting their fentanyl uh, Snickers or whatever fear mongering is going on right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. had uh, my Deadpool head in full effect, lit up and chatting with everybody as they came by, doing his Ryan Reynolds thing. Nice. Did we determine? Yeah. I think I asked you this last year. Is it his voice? I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. 
it, it certainly sounds like there are times it's like, oh, that definitely sounds like Ryan Reynolds. And then there are other times it's like, mm, maybe that's Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe he came in and recorded a few things, like some of the more common phrases that it utters. And then other times, for other ones, they just had somebody come in and, and do fill in kind of stuff. Well, I did have, I made Kim watch, I didn't make her, she chose. <laughs> <laughs> she watched uh, Barbarian with me. And we oh, watched it. nice. Okay. We watched it kind of late. And she I've never heard so many nopes come out of her mouth. A lot of nopes. Really? Yeah. Like oh, when she go, yeah. you know, the parts in the hallways and then deeper into the basement. And oh, all that. yes. Yes. She's like, no, nope, nope. She kept saying. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait till you see what's down there, babe. <laughs> it's all going to get better from here. So uh, <laughs> I liked it more the second time. She even. said nope it. a lot, but she didn't. Uh, didn't leave, get up and say, I'm done with this. No, done she really liked this. it. By the end of it, she was like, that was a really good one of these. And she doesn't love horror movies, but she's like, I think she saw what I was seeing in it, which is it's something extra. It's not it's yeah. not your usual fare. It doesn't rely on tropes and and uh, really you know stuff yeah. you can predict or whatever. I just never quite knew where this thing was going. And she goes, was that really Justin Long? I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to recognize him as Justin Long. I but, agree, but he's so but different in this compared to anything such else. A different character for him, yeah. I've exactly. never seen him be such an such an ass. Yeah, <laughs> in such anything a before, butthole. but what a anyway, butthole. it's great. Uh, yeah. Watch, watch it, even if it's not Halloween. Everybody, get get that going. Yeah, exactly. All right, Pol- you can watch scary things all year round, like Werewolf by Night or Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah, did you finish that? Mm. Now, uh, you know what I watch? All right. I'm not going to use it for recommendals. All right. Because uh, I've got something I liked a lot a lot more than this. That said, I'm surprised at how much I freaking liked a movie on Netflix that certainly isn't targeted towards me. Yeah. But um, but it had a good Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm like, all right. It's, um, it's, it, I don't mind falling asleep if I watch this because it was middle of the night. I woke up. I couldn't get back to sleep. So I... Left the bedroom, thank you, Wendy. Went on the couch and and uh, I've been and doing watched. that too. I'm glad to hear that because I've been trying to do that as well instead yeah. of staying there or, or being tempted to like watch it. Just you know, I got my iPad here. I was watching it and I'm like, no, Wendy's wa- exactly. she's ever watching yes. giant. The eye exactly. of Wendy is she over. She says us. there's only two things for, in the bedroom and that's sleep and love. Yep. Boat. Yep. Yeah. Coitus. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. So I watched a uh, movie called Do Revenge on uh, Netflix. And this is your, you know, every generation needs their strangers on a train, their Alfred Hitchcock strangers on a train. Sure. Um, we had it with uh, Throw Mama from the train. That was our generation's strangers on a train. It's basically the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. You need to get revenge on your group. I need to get revenge on my group. But why don't we swap so that, you know, we have an alibi. We won't get busted. And there's no connection with each of our groups to... Um, to the person that people are getting revenge on. Right. And it's got um, uh, the woman who plays Robin on Stranger Things. Uh, she's the daughter of uh, uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. And I didn't realize that until after the last season of Stranger Things that I watched. And I said, oh, my God, that is that, that absolutely is what you'd get if you mash their faces together. You'd get, Yeah, Maya Hawke. I didn't even uh, know those two were together. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Is yeah, that then, since Attica uh, or whatever? Has it been that long and I just didn't know about it? I think so. I think, you know, there was a it was a quiet thing because we knew about Uma Thurman and um, Tar- wasn't she with Tarantino for a while? 
Maybe. Maybe he just had uh, her feet for a while. I don't remember what the deal was. Yeah. Um, and then it has uh, the gal who plays uh, Veronica on Riverdale. Not that I've ever seen it, but... Um, oh, it's but got I, Austin Abrams in it. He's a good Euphoria actor. I like that kid. Yes. Oh, and he plays uh, Dickhead. Oh, really? Because yeah. he plays yeah. a nice guy on Euphoria. <laughs> and, and, and we finally gotten to the point where Sarah Michelle Gellar is playing a... A headmaster at a school instead of playing a teenager or a young adult or, you know, like... Finally. Did you mention uh, Sophie Turner, I guess, is in this? Uh, Sophie Turner is in this, yeah. and she's uh, she plays uh, a wackadoo. Maybe not Sansa-level wackadoo, but definitely wackadoo. Mm. Um, anyway, it's, it's, it's that formula. It's basically... Um, it feels like Mean Girls and 10 Things I Hate About You and all and Clueless and... and there, it feels like there's less of a difference between the 90s high school um, comedy, dramedy kind of thing that you get. As big, but there was a big, much bigger difference between that and the 80s ones that we got. Fast Times and Porkies and stuff like that to American Graffiti. Sure. It feels like the 90s ones to today feel like, like this felt like Mean Girls, 10 Things I Hate About You kind of connected right huh. it didn't feel that that um sure sure that that oh man that i can tell i'm looking at maya hawk now and straight up you can see the i don't see him so much <laughs> but i see her i see big time you can uma see the uma. yeah you see the, lots of uma in that face yeah that's yeah. great 23 years old is all kicking butt yeah. that's awesome so, oh you know um, what i did i saw a tiny bit piece of this i watched kim watch this for just yeah. a second i walked in the room and it was uh, something at a rich kid's pool yes giant yeah. house Okay, yeah. I saw a tiny bit of this, so this is good. You recommend me watching? This? I recommend it. It's actually pretty good. Like it's, um, you know, it's uh, uh, harmless. You know, like you said, if you liked Mean Girls, probably would like this. It's kind of along along those lines. Okay. You're not, you know, you're not getting a, a Shakespeare remake here, right? You're not getting. Uh, was Taming of the Shrew was 10 Things I Hate About You, wasn't it? And, yeah, uh, something like Easy that. A was the Scarlet Letter. I mean, this is, you know, this is that, but Strangers on a Train. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember Othello was called, was the movie called O, right? Yes, wasn't right. There, yep. That was With a thing the, I don't remember that wrong. Was that Tay Diggs? No, who was that in Othello or in, in O? Very oh. handsome black man, is that my yes. memory. Which is why I would immediately go to Tay Diggs. Uh, this is called again. The name of this this movie again is Do Revenge. Do on Netflix. Do, do Revenge. Yeah, not not. Oh, I, my car got wet overnight. Not that kind of do. do not that kind of. Yeah, do. not, not just do. Mountain Dew Revenge. Yeah, and but, not Dio yeah. like the singer from Ronnie, <laughs> not Ronnie James Dio. Right, not Ronnie James Dio revenge. No, just Dio is in spelling yeah. it with a D yeah. and an O. As if, as if uh, Shia LaBeouf was telling you, do revenge. Yeah, do revenge with his arms yeah. out yeah. and a green screen behind him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian, I got a game for you. Do you want to play a game? Let's play. Let's play a game. All right. Since I don't have a thing for this, let's just play that. Why not? Uh, so here's the deal. I play. I, mean, I put together some stuff because I got in the mood sure. for some of these things, and I went, you know, it'd be oh, fun cool. is to test Brian a little on these. All right. Okay. Here is the concept. Uh, 80s stuff, and specifically, I want you to try to identify, based on what I'm going to play, these audio files, identify what 80s cartoon they're from. Oh, God, 80s cartoons. Okay. And Ooh. these are all from their intros to help make things a little easy. So, for example, here's a throwaway. Yeah. 
and the right, Masters. Easy one. He-Man and the Masters Easy one. Universe. It would be He-Man and the Masters Universe. Exactly. You kind of said it right there in the clip. Yeah, Good. the rest of these, a little less. You know how how little, like, oh, man, there were some of these that, that uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, let's get into this. I'm already, I'm already like, if it's Transformers, I'm probably out. If it's uh, Thundercats, I'm probably out. <laughs> those, are real, those ones are easy, though. Like, Thundercats is just okay. straight up, like, uh, well, I don't know. If you heard this, here, I have Thundercats. Hold on. Okay. Right here. Where is it? See, it says Thundercats. Well, on it. yeah, that would that would be the giveaway. Repeat right giveaway. All right, okay. All right, here we go. Let's start with this uh, one. So He Man's a gimme. Uh, let's start sure. keeping track now with this one. See if you can identify it. Here you go. In a distant time and faraway place, the planet of New Texas floats deep in space. Sky three suns, land of precious ore. The carrier rush brought outlaws by the score. And then they were about to say the <laughs> name. Really- they really should have gotten that guy a little close to the microphone <laughs> to, to explain what this show is about. I agree. Um, all right. The chat room is over there, so I'm not looking at the chat room. So right. I'm going to say um, this. So it's a thing. It's in space. It's flying around. It's definitely in space. Is it uh, Star Blazers? Let me check. Is it Star Blazers? Uh, Incorrect. Is the answer is Brave Star. Brave, Brave Star. Star. Okay. Right. Amazing show. It's so stupid. I love it. It's the it. one you've you've actually talked about this before, and you've you've I think even watched it for Adventure Time. If yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I, I cannot get enough of Brave Star. Brave Star is the stupidest idea, and it somehow works. I would love a revival. Never. I never great. saw a single episode of it, but, but boy, based on that intro, I almost think I know what it's about. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> do. I mean, the damn, there's a, they're on a planet called New Texas. New Texas. And it's yeah. a planet right. and with a bunch of robots and aliens and stuff, but it just plays out like a Western. Like everyone's just, it's all Western tropes, but in space. Uh, perfect. Except his horse can turn into kind of cringer style. And this is Filmation doing this. This is the, the He-Man people. Uh, his horse is a normal horse that he rides on, but sometimes the horse turns into a standing tall horse that talks. And oh, call, and like a, like on two legs walking around kind of horse. Yeah, and it's horrifying. And he and he calls <laughs> he calls Brave Star Pard all the time. Oh God! Instead okay. of partner. All right. Anyway, and here's number number two. So we're zero for one. Let's see if we can yeah. uh, mix things up here with this one. We are the God, no. I feel like it's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> you want to take a wild like, stab? At um, it? All right. Let's see. All right. So it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> the forest grove. Just the fact that he's like, we the, This feels like like a like a Sid and Marty Croft uh, bong residue uh, uh, kind of show. It does, but it's um, a, I'll, I'll give you one other hint. It's absolutely yeah. definitely animated, uh, and yeah. it has. Um, is, it, is it Snorks? I'm going to say Snorks. All right, let's find out if you're right. If it's Snorks, is it right. Snorks? Incorrect. The answer is Ewoks. Ewoks. Oh, Ewoks! Really? Yeah. Really? Horrible, horrible intro song. Terrible. 
But it's wow. that that's him going, we are the E-E-E-E. And then eventually they kind of say Ewoks, but it's so bad I knew you wouldn't even be able to hear it. <laughs> Didn't even hear it. Never yeah. even heard him actually say the walks part of Ewoks. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, uh, right. okay, good. Glad I avoided that one. That all one right. is pretty bad. Uh, all right, here's one that you might get. I'm not sure. Okay. I think I beeped right. part of it so it wouldn't give it away, but here is this okay. one. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Defender of the Universe, a mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. So loved by good, feared by evil, and it's a mighty robot. A robot robot. that's a defender of the universe. Yes, and that is, Uh, by the way, if the voice is familiar, I just don't want to send you in the wrong direction. That is... Sure. Um... The normal voice of Optimus Prime, but this is yeah, not Transformers. Frank Walker, but, uh, yeah, or not is that Frank Walker? Frank, not Frank Walker. Uh, no. Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Peter. I'm sorry, Peter Cullen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but a single robot who is defender of the universe. Yep. He's not married. Uh, he's not even dating. He's single. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a loner, Daddy. He's a rebel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, so if that rules out for me, that rules out GoBots, which would have been my my guess. Um, I don't remember a Rom the Space Knight cartoon, but just, boy, that would fit. That'd be cool. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of another robot. Oh, like uh, let's say Gundam. Gundam. Is it Gundam? Yes, in Gundam. All right, Brian says Gundam. One of the Gundams. We'll take any of the Gundams here. Any Gundam. Yeah, any Gundams. Incorrect. Ah. The answer is. Oh, of Vol- course, Voltron. Voltron, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, totally Voltron. Uh, and it would right. uh, you obviously well, would have really gotten that one. Oh, my had, God. Had I not bleeped it, you would have surely. surely well, and I know, had you not bleeped that, yeah. I would have heard the word Voltron. And I <laughs> yeah, you would have heard the it. term Voltron and thought, oh, I bet this is Voltron is what you would have said. By the way, none of these shows did I actually watch. So this, oh, is, this is great. Oh, man, Voltron yeah. was so I good. I keep waiting for for Captain Caveman or Jabberjaws or something like that, like some of the garbage that I did for whatever reason watch. Oh, maybe I'll hit one of those. I don't know. Let's maybe, find out. Maybe. Here's All one. Right. Here's one for you. I am Adora, twin sister and defender yeah, okay. of the Crystal Castle. <laughs> that's uh, that's She-Ra, princess it, of the universe. Is it or She-Ra? princess of power. That's what princess it is. Princess of power. Congratulations. You got that Thank one. Thank you. Yeah. Threw an easy one in there. She basically you, said exactly what Adam said. She just said Crystal Castle and <laughs> exactly, yes. had a different, yeah. had like a unicorn horse or something instead of a cat. It was all the same. And, and you know, she has to tell us, well, I'm, 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 it's, it's cool. I can do this because I'm his sister. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm valid because I'm the sister of He-Man. <laughs> right. That's how we did it in the 80s. You know, we had to, That's right, exactly. we had to lead him in. All right. Here's one that I, uh, will, I will admit to not watching, but a lot of people suggested this one. So I'm going to play this okay. one. All right. Any ideas there? Well, I was trying to figure out what he was saying at the end. Boy, Steve Perry really had a bad career after he left Journey, didn't he? Boy, uh, 
All right, Masked Crusaders. Masked Crusaders Correct. is what I'm focusing on. And, and it's definitely not that. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which would you know be a group of Masked Crusaders that I would think about. But yeah. obviously that's not the Heroes on the Half Shell uh, song yeah. that I know and love. Right. Um, I mean, part of me is just wanting to say, is it Masked? The, like the M.A.S.K? Uh, let's say Mask. You I'm going to say Mask. All right, let's find yeah. out. Yeah. Congratulations, you did it. It's Thank mask. You. Thank you very much. I always heard I should I should have watched that, and I never did. So never saw a single episode of that either. <laughs> that might be one I try to track down. I don't know. I'll see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, maybe that's a couch party uh, business. Could happen. Now, here's one that I did watch, but I always okay. always feel like no one else knows about this one, and I don't know why. Okay. I feel that Gosh. way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a bunch in the chat will be like, "Oh no, I totally loved it." I don't know, but here it is. We got three more of these. After years of peaceful existence on the distant planet Valoria, Questar and his people were forced into battle. The power of their step crystal ripped a hole in the fabric of time, sending them backward to prehistoric Earth. Unaware that at the same moment the evil Emperor Krulos was plotting to capture the step crystal with his own grotesque Rulon forces. And so the battle continues in a new place in time with. <laughs> okay. It stopped right when he's going to say the name. Perfect, perfect. Yes, well done. And this, that, my friends, by the way, is a really good intro. It really sets up the show perfectly. It does. Uh, I agree. Uh, is it Herculoids? I wish it was I Herculoids. Remember. It is absolutely oh, not Herculoids. Herculoids. Herculoids was great. This is, uh, that is not the correct answer. The correct answer is Dino Riders. Dino, Dino Riders. Although it makes sense with the prehistoric thing. Yeah. And I don't feel like a lot think, of people saw it, but I did, and I love no, Dino Riders. Don't it was rad. Dino Riders at all. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I remember game. it. I remember it existing. Or a good show, not a good game. All right. Here's a tricky one. This might be just as you and I were like maturing out of what we would be our era of Saturday yeah. morning cartoons. Saturday stuff, morning cereal. Yeah. Bowl of cereal on the floor, footy pajamas. Yeah. Smell, you know, we all smell like toast, whatever. Not toast. Right. <laughs> Waffles. <laughs> that's right. Um, and this is good. one that would have probably just been like late, okay. very late 80s, 88, 89. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So it might be tricky, but here you go. Welcome to Video Land. Real quick, he said mega high. I just want to put mega that high. out there. Mega high. Which, uh, I mean, there's I'm more. There's it was more. The Pac-Man but, and Friends, but. Uh, well, here, I'll, get, I'll give right, you let's, more. Let's, let's hear a little more. Okay. Right. Yeah. Wake up, Kid Icarus. All right. Okay. Well, definitely not Pac-Man and Friends. So that was a Nintendo thing, obviously, Kid Icarus and Castlevania and all that. But I'm trying to remember what the actual show was that collected all those. Was it Nintendo Superstars or something like that? You're so, you are so in the periphery of this. You're very close. You're very close. I don't know. Um, uh, And, and, 
and I'm looking now. I'm looking at the chat, so don't accept any answers from me at this point. But people are saying Captain N. Was it Captain N? It was Captain N. Well, first let me okay. give you this. Yeah, yeah, uh, give me one of those. Captain N and the Game Master. It was called. Okay, Captain N and the Game. It was right. absolutely a bald face attempt to just sell video game cartridges. That's what no, its kidding. job was. Exactly. It was not to be good or entertain properly. It was like you want to buy. <laughs> n- they want to buy Nintendo. Here's a bunch of characters right, you know exactly. about. Uh, oh no! It's Jumping Flash, a giant <laughs> rabbit that's going to jump on us that no one's ever going to buy. Watch out, Spyro the Dragon! Sure, except that'd be Sony show. Except but actually, yes, right. That's right. Exactly. Captain <laughs> S and the Game Master is what that would be. Right. All right. Here's your final one. Okay. I thought this was a cool show at the time. I'll see if you can figure it out. In the near future, Doc Terror and his cyborg companion Hacker unleash their forces to conquer Earth. Only one force can stop this evil, a handful of brave men. In specially created exobrains, they can be transported anywhere to fuse with incredible assault weapon systems, being down from the space station sky vault, becoming man and machine power extreme. Man and machine power extreme. Yeah, what okay. show are we talking right. about here? So uh, it's another one of these... Uh, I think it's another one of these where it was like um, people in in robot suits that uh, that then could join together and become like another big robot, um, kind of like Voltron. But there was another one that was like that. Shoot, or no, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm still thinking of Voltron. Um, well, there was G Force, but they didn't really join, right? They just had a ship, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. I forget right, how okay, they worked. So. I always forget G Force and Voltron mixed me in my head. For some sure. Reason. Jeez, uh, I love the I love the intro. Like and his stupid sidekick, <laughs> Borgon. Yeah. Oh, and we should. I mean, it may have been obvious to everybody, but that was the guy who did most of the Super Friends stuff after Ted Knight left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, so he would he 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 was Super Friends from like I don't know season three forward, and that now he's here doing this. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, All Battle right. of the Planets was G Force. That's right. Battle of the Planets. I mean, it was okay, G-Force yeah, in America, yeah. but Battle of the Planets in Japan? Or was it, did they flip it? No, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Whatever. Um, all right. So that's a that's a whole different thing, though. This is, um, was this Gundam? <laughs> Let's find out. It might have been. Let's see. What does the judge say? Is it Gundam? Nope. The answer is Centurions. Centurions. Okay. I remember the name. Don't remember the cartoon. That's a really all. cool cartoon. It's very really? cool. Okay. Like I, they basically were a bunch of Iron Men, is how it was. Oh, really? Okay. All right. They didn't Marvel. join together to form one big Iron Man, though. Not that I know of. Maybe there was an event at some point where they all joined forces, but uh, for the most part, they were separate. One was like a sea, a guy who was really good in the water. Another guy that was really good in the <laughs> air, and another guy I think was just really strong and tanky. Oh, it was it. Co- it was cool, man. Centurions are cool. They're basic, but they were rip off Iron Man. Totally. Yeah, they look like uh, GI Joe Iron Man. Yeah, good good way of putting it. They yeah. were <laughs> they were like Yojo inside a freaking Iron Man, <sighs> and suit. they had an orangutan, like like a sidekick orangutan. Yep. Is that what I'm? Because everyone did. Y'all had to have yeah. one. Yeah, monkey Every sidekick. Everybody, pick your monkey sidekick. Everybody's stupid show in the '80s had to have a dumb sidekick. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Why? Why? What, what was the and deal? Orco and, and yeah, uh, Orco. You think Orco's bad? Brave Star has this like pl- alien from the planet. He just looks like a turd, and he's just always going. Brave Star, we need to hurry up and save him. Me, me, me. Just has that kind of voice. Uh, 
makes Ugh. me want to poop a brick the wrong direction. <laughs> anyway, Brian, you did pretty good. One out of out of uh, nine. Yeah, what? what okay, that's all right. You know what? Uh, um, knowing the knowing the context, I'm kind of impressed that I got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the gimme. It was freaking Shira who basically just repeats everything Prince Adam says. I got to go watch some of this stuff. It's got me in the mood. So yeah, you know, that's part. Yeah, of the way no, I, I stopped watching. I mean, basically. 84 anything 84 and before because that would be like 14 years old mm-hmm. for us yeah. that's that's when i uh maybe they just stopped showing them out here and because that stuff was starting to phase away yeah oh yeah well they quit they they it, it, to me my memory of it is you used to be able to start at like 6 a.m mm-hmm. and you could go till like one or two in the afternoon like it was a big yeah. long block yeah. and it felt like by the time we were in high school that had changed so that you could go from 6 a.m. to about 8 a.m. or something, and then an infomercial would be on or wrestling mm-hmm. or something. Like they would, they started cutting back. Yeah, which bums me out because I miss that stuff. Anyway, yeah. oh, there you go. Well, that was, that was fun. fun. That was for a playing. lot of fun. You know, missing them, getting them, whatever. I don't care, but it was a lot of fun. Doing well, thanks it. for playing along. We're gonna now do a quick text here from a listener. Sure. This is from Steph, who says, "Steph here, the only one who had dinner with Brian and Tina on Friday prior to his sickness." Can confirm I am not the dirty uh, Denverian who got him sick, as I am a Utah driving back to Salt Lake City on Friday. (laughs) See you soon, Scott Steph. So, Stephanie, uh, wasn't you. She still didn't confirm that she didn't get me sick. She's just saying, um, I'm not the... I'm not the Denverian yeah. who got him sick. I'm the Utah. I'm Utah. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I think we're Denverites or, or uh, well, what are you? Coloradans? You're Coloradans. Coloradans the, is the easy one, right? Coloradoans yeah. or Coloradans. Yeah. Either either is acceptable. Yeah. But uh, Denverite, I think, is is what I've heard. People always give me cheese for Utah, but it's really the same. Really? It's the same naming convention as Coloradan. Just, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we what don't else are we going to be? So it's like, what are you going to be? Utites? Uh, Utes. Oh, that's that's a whole different group of people. Yeah, the Utes are an actual tribe of Indians. They're an actual also, tribe. Can't, yeah. be, can't be the Utes. Can't do that. So, I don't know. Chat, if you have better ideas, Utinos. let us know. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to be like Steph and write in and tell us if you're the one that got Brian sick, you can do that. 801-471-0462. All right. Let us there know. We'd love it. Still sniffly here, but that's about it. I'd say 90, 94%, 93%, hovering right there in that area. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. You have a concert next week. You'll be in perfect condition I for do. that. I do. Yeah, exactly. You'll Should be, be all cleared just up. fine. Back to the hot zone. Yep. <laughs> Back to one of the places I might have gotten it. Yeah. Some sweet, sweet COVID history with you in Anaheim. Uh, all right. Let's get this uh, underway here with the news. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by Gore, the podcast all about scary movies with Monica and Wesley. Check out Gore wherever you get podcasts. Do it. I think... Uh, TV's Travis is on that too, isn't he? Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought Did they, they said the two this, uh, those. promo. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. Sorry, Travis, if you're in there, I didn't use your name. Is he? Oh, that's great, dude. Travis yeah. has got a good eye for that crap. That's awesome. Oh, four hosts. Who's the fourth? So Monica, Wesley, TV's Travis, and uh, Jerry yeah. Pinkleton. Oh, the Pinkletons, finally. Yes. Oh, Faye. Okay. Faye, got it. So you got Faye. four of you in there. That's good. I think a movie show, I mean, I can only speak from film fa- sack experience, <laughs> but it feels like that's about the number it's you the like. That's with four hosts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think four is what you want. Joey, Joey's not on there, is he? No. No. No, no, Joey. No, no wrestlers. No wrestlers. No wrestlers. Okay. Forget it. No. No, no Claire. 
No, Claire is her secret lover, not her co-host. No, I think they're they're just trying to pull you in to say Monica, Joey, Phoebe, Chandler. Oh, they want me to. <laughs> mm, I see the going. whole lineup. Did you hear? Uh-huh. Did you watch that? Uh, now the uh, the the Matthew Perry tell all special. Yeah, I, I haven't. I'm not sure. I will. Because I, I think it. Tina will, and she'll give me the the top notes. Oh, you can give me the top notes then. Uh, the main thing, main takeaway was he was really, really struggling with drugs during the time yeah. that that show was being made, and so his constant weight changes between seasons was. <laughs> what, what I hear is, when I was fat, it was alcohol. When I was skinny, it was drugs. Yeah, basically. basically. He he's also yeah. still very slurry. He's he's clean. He says he's clean. Sure. But my my guess is the toll has been taken. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just kind of wrecked a little bit. But uh, it was also a very, um, I don't know, it made me, made me really, it was really nice to hear how kind and considerate Jennifer Aniston was. Yeah, that's what I hear, that she was, you know, like constantly in touch with him and keeping, you know, basically yeah. helping him and, and being there for him. It seemed so. like she actually gave a, a crap about him mm-hmm. and I, I, i'm not saying that by default that means the rest didn't i don't know <laughs> that that booger matt leblanc man yeah. what a booger he didn't bring them up in that regard but i think right, i think right. maybe she's she she just went the extra mile or whatever she which was is nice. the right exactly the most prominent of the people helping him therefore i will never make fun of her breath again <laughs> oh look at you well you know oh my dogs are gone Oh, they missed Carter already. That's what's going on. It's the song of their people. Uh, Let's get to this story here about an Iranian man who didn't wash for half a century. That's 50 years for those keeping uh, the math. Died at 94. That's it. He's out. Uh, 50 50 years. He's been called and known as the world's dirtiest man. Oh, yeah. You got to see the the picture of this dude. Oh, no. Really? Uh, Do I? Or is it going to gross me I think it's beyond. He probably doesn't even smell anymore. It's probably like he's just Earth, you know? Yeah, no kidding. He's just part of the planet at that stage. Uh, I'll pull this up, chat, so you can see it as well. There he is. I mean, if that's his house, then it makes sense, right? Because I don't don't see a a nice mowing faucet in that... uh, in that little hut or a, or a, uh, or a shower. No, no, he isn't oh, uh, interested. Now, if you go down a little bit, you wait, see wait, 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 is smoking. he smoking four cigarettes at a time? Yeah. Four cigs in his hand at a time. <laughs> <clears throat> he would do, I guess he was known for that as well. It's like always smoking more than, more than one cigarette at a time. Um, I'm not saying that this is an example, all 94 year olds, you know, that this is like a, a way to live longer is to have zero <laughs> right. self care of any kind and yeah, smoke four no, cigarettes kidding. at once. But, uh, yeah, that dude. That dude. Phew. Anyway, uh, his wow. name is Digimon Hansu. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, his name is uh, Amu Haji. Amu Haji. He uh, refused to soap. He refused soap and water for more than half a century, fearing it would make him sick. Uh, the Iranian lived in the southern province of Fars. For farts. <laughs> they left the T off of the farts. They left the T. That's a typo. <clears throat> it's it a should typo. be farts. It's a typo. <laughs> Uh, he avoided previous attempts by villagers to get him to get clean. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Matthew Perry. It sounds like the same thing. Uh, anyway, but local media say he finally succumbed to pressure and washed a few months ago. Oh, that's what did him in. He got what he washed. Finally, he washed. Um, and he became ill shortly after. <laughs> I feel bad, man. He should have kept being dirty. Anyway, uh, previous interview given to the Tehran Times in 2014 revealed his favorite meal was porcupine mm. and that he lived between a hole in the ground and a brick shack built by concerned neighbors in the village of 
Dejga. Uh, he also told the outlet at the time his unusual choices were down to emotional setbacks when he was younger. Aww. Aww. Years of not bathing left him with skin covered in uh, soot and pus. Oh, jeez. Uh, his diet consisted of rotten, uh, rotten meat and unsanitary water from an old oil can. How do you live to be 94? <laughs> Man, I hope I live to be 60. And I, I, you know, I shower every day. No kidding. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. We're washing all that important stuff off of us. You know, yeah. like we're washing all of that, uh, that, that, uh, that caked on dirt that keeps us alive. I only smoke three cigarettes at, at a time. So, you know, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm conservative. Problem. That's the problem. Is that yep. the problem? I need to go one more cigarette and then I'm... One more. Well, one in each nostril. Okay. And, uh, okay. Every, <laughs> every orifice has a cigarette hanging out of it. Great. Uh, let's move on to this story. The attorney who fought Florida helmet laws died in a motorcycle crash, crash while not wearing a helmet. Look, I'm not, oh. I'm not celebrating this at all. No, but it is... Oh, I hate... the oh, God, it's like such a rough... Rough, <laughs> like you don't want to, you don't want to do a doth protest too much, and then I told you so because it's such a, you know, somebody died, which is kind of yeah. Sad. But he should have worn a helmet in the end. Like I, I will say this: good luck to his family. Sorry for everybody's loss, all that stuff. He should have worn a helmet, and he shouldn't have yeah. fought those laws all those years. In the late '90s, when Florida bikers were still required to wear helmets, Phineas or sorry, Pine Allen <laughs> Phineas. Pine and Alice lawyer Ron Smith was an aggressive advocate for overturning that law. He was a member of Abate, a Brotherhood Against Totalitarian Enactments and American Bikers Aimed Toward Education. Backronym. Backronym. <laughs> 100%, dude. Wait, well, wait, wait. So they can't even agree on what A-B-A-T-E stands for. It's like two different acronyms. Yeah, yeah it's two different acronyms. So they finally just said, whatever, <laughs> just say it all together. And then they just kept Abate because it's fun to say, I guess. Anyway, they lobbied against the law for years. He represented clients. He ran a foul Florida's motorcycle requirements and court cases. And he helped flip that law to make it so it was not, you didn't have to wear them. Yeah. Uh, one of the cases went all the way to the Second Court of Appeals, which ruled that Florida's helmet law at the time was constitutional. Then the Department of Highways, Safety, and Motor Vehicles had failed to properly publish a list of protective equipment as required by law. Anyway, there's all this background. He got in a hel- hel- uh, crash and died because he didn't wear one. Now, what I'm going to say about this is maybe a little bit weird. I don't... How do I put this? Part of me says, yeah, if you don't want to wear a helmet, don't. But there's, there shouldn't be a law. Yeah, But yeah. you're stupid for not wearing one. I know. I drove somebody in my lift yesterday, and uh, he, was a, he was a chopper rider, and I was giving him a ride to a hotel that... Um, a housing company, housing group, the VA was putting him in because they're working on a house for him. And so they're, they're putting him up in a hotel. And so he's telling me all about this. You know, he's got the settlement from this woman who T-boned him while he was in his, on his chopper. And I said, all right, I'm going to ask you a question. No judgment here, but were you wearing a helmet? And he said, nope. And the only thing that I ended up with on my head was a scratch that was so minor that the hospital didn't even treat the scratch. Huh. You know, it was like my, my legs were were busted they thought there was a chance i would never walk again but i'm walking now and i was in a wheelchair for six months and blah 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 and i said does that make you like when you get back because he was talking about getting back you know a, a motorcycle eventually he just like oh, i just want my house and i want my motorcycle i'm like when you get back to your motorcycle is there are you gonna do anything different are you gonna wear a helmet no no 
Like, Isn't okay, this just wow. bias confirmation? That's all this is. Because in his mind, he's like, well, I, I was a... I, he survived I because he didn't have a... Yeah, a because he didn't. Yeah. It's like, what the frick, dude? Yeah, exactly. That's so dumb. Like, you lucked out. Maybe don't rely on lucking out again. Don't push your luck, dude. Exactly, yeah. Just wear a helmet. It's no big deal. It's like, not a big deal. You're going to ride a yeah. thing, wear a helmet. And if you don't, fine. But don't be right, shocked right. if you end up in a hospital with freaking major head trauma or death. Okay. Right. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Golly. Oh, um, poor guy. This, this, uh, yeah. It's just kind of ironic, though. You spend your life, you know, trying to fighting a thing that eventually is the thing that, that kills you. Yeah. There was always that story. I don't know if it's true. It may have been apocryphal, but, uh, who was the guy that would only eat meat as their diet? The Atkins diet? Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> Atkins, the guy, the actual <laughs> Atkins, Howard Atkins, whatever his name was, died of a heart right. attack one day on the street. Right. And they didn't, you know, there was no, I don't remember there being word that it was specifically attributed to his diet, but, <laughs> no, but still. <laughs> it's really, eh, it didn't help things. You yeah. certainly don't hear about the Atkins diet as much as you hear about paleo and, and keto and, and, uh, well, it's because uh, those, those involve vegetables. So they, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah. you don't hear about the Atkins one anymore like it's like people like say yeah, maybe we're not doing that one there I is a new one called uh, uh, oh well, it may not even be new what's it called shoot what do you call it when somebody eats only meat carnivore diet carnivore diet and it's you all you do about it, that one? it was some, some dude yapping about it on YouTube and talking about how great it is and he's never felt better uh, that dude up in uh, Canada that's controversial that Peter, Jordan Peterson guy claims that he his three meals a day are a medium rare steak, salt, and some water. That's all he eats, and oh, claims geez. it's changed his life and cured his daughter's what, cancer or something she had. I mean, it wasn't cancer; it was allergies or something. Ugh. Yeah, uh, Bobby was saying, isn't um, isn't paleo just uh, like basically Atkins? Like it's it's all meat. Yeah, I was thinking that paleo involved more earth grains and stuff. No? Oh yeah, no, paleo is like what what would. What would people, what would cave people eat? Cave would people eat, eat, right, okay. They so would eat plants, they would eat, meat, you know, berries, yeah. they would eat things they could they could go and gather, and meat. Right. So it's not right. just meat. Okay. But the carnivore people, it's all meat, all the time. Yeah. So they're basically Atkins. <laughs> and what, what, uh, what was the lifespan of the the cavemen again? I'm thinking it was, uh, it was pretty low. short. It was pretty low. <laughs> I think you just need a nice. You know what you need. You it need might a have nice, been other things. It might have been other factors. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know, lack of, lack of shelter, permanent shelters, and <laughs> yeah, and huge tigers with giant tusk teeth. Right. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Sure. Like different. Walking different around with a bunch of cringers everywhere. That's right. <laughs> oh, he man, I don't want to go. Um, all right. If you got some money, I got a place okay. for you to throw right. it away. Okay, you're gonna throw your money away at this thing. Okay, tell me I'm ready. My my, I've I've written out my check. I've made it out to blank. So make, tell me who I'm putting in this. Uh, make it out to Costco book. is the brand. Costco. All right. Yep. Okay. You're familiar with the, the work more of meat? Costco. Am I buying more meat, Scott? No. Nope. More, more earth grains. No. Nope. Okay. More more toilet paper and bottles of water. That's all you're getting there. <laughs> or this uh, lovely gift idea: you can get a mega jigsaw puzzle at Costco that is sixty thousand pieces, twenty nine feet wide. I don't oh. know. Who, I don't know who space has space for this. I don't know who's doing this. Uh, Twenty, yeah, no kidding. Because you've got to have so a thirty foot wide 
space in your house for a cross or for a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. I can't. Uh, if you have you that, must have no pets because guaranteed your cat or dog is going to eat one of those pieces and just screw you. Yeah, I guarantee it. Not with that many pieces. I don't even know how you do this. I can't stand. I don't like puzzles. I don't really? like. Yeah, J- Jeannie's with you. She says I don't get jigsaw puzzles. Don't you have something else to do? Yeah, I like jigsaw puzzles. Actually, honestly, I, uh, Tina's a big fan of them. I bought her a set of uh, the haunted mansion. You know those stretching paintings in that first room of the mm. haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. So it's a set of all four of those stretching paintings, and That's she just finished cool. one of them. How big yeah. are they? Um, they're not twenty nine feet, Scott. They're mm. maybe about. Uh, I don't know, maybe 18 inches, two feet high. And so that'd be about 500, nine inches 500 wide. to 1,000 pieces, something like that? Yeah, something something silly like that, exactly. Well, this one is 60,000 pieces if you're into it. And here's the problem. If you said to me, hey, Scott, this thing, and if you're really into this, I, I get it. If you said, hey, this thing's uh, 100 bucks, I'd say, oh, yeah. okay. Maybe, no, sure. It's five ninety nine. 600 bucks? No. $600 for a jigsaw puzzle that's bigger than your house. If there's, you know, if this was one of those, like, you know, the first 10 people to complete this puzzle get 10,000 bucks or something. Yeah. Then I'd maybe be like, oh, okay, I kind of see this. But no, it's just, it's just pictures of the Taj Mahal and the uh, Eiffel Tower and yeah, forget this. Yeah. National Park stuff. It's, that's all it is. It feels like I could just do, uh... 15 small jigsaw puzzles that have all these different things and and use one table and get rid of them the next time I put another one together. There's just so many things I would spend $600 on before I'd do it with oh, a puzzle. Oh, for sure. It's really sure. dumb. But I guess if you're that person, you know who you are and you you were going to get it yeah. anyway and that's fine. No judgment here, I guess. Uh, they did say oh, this geez. does not beat the record. The current Guinness World Record uh, belongs to the United Arab Emirates, which holds the title for a... 65,905 square foot jigsaw puzzle. Jeez. Whoa. I don't no know. Way. That's in the 65,905 square foot. Probably probably in some dedicated space in the UAE, if I had to guess. Right. You know? That's wow. what they do over there. They just throw money at everything. It's like, hey, they we do. got all the yeah, oil this- money. We got infinite money. All this oil money for all these years. What do you want to do? Build a skyscraper that can. Uh, exactly. Walk around buildings with fountains built into the sides of them. Ba-doo, yeah, ba-doo, ba-doo. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Dubai's got so much money they don't know what to to do. do so when you put something like this together, yeah, uh, somebody gets you this as a gift. Oh, here we go. Is actually sixty one thousand piece puzzles. So it's really like you could do these as sixty individual one thousand piece puzzles. I you think could. So damn bored. You could, but this. that's just how. Why sixty? Screw that. Like, even if it was like 60 Marvel Comics, classic Marvel Comics covers that are each a thousand pieces. Yeah, forget it. Would you do it, Brian? No, I'd get bored after eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me, give me, like, give me like a Marvel Comics cover collection that's like eight. Oh, I'd probably do it, but not 60 1,000 piece puzzles. Yeah. Uh, you put these things together and then, and then what? Like, Crumple them back up and put them back in the box, or uh, do you? Well, when we were growing up, we always we always did that glue thing when we were growing up. So I assume you could do that. Yeah. And then what did you do with them once they were glued? Like they'd still get thrown out later on. Oh yeah, like my mom had ideas that we like the rec room area downstairs. We would like cover the walls in them and say these. This would be like our wall of fame where you completed these puzzles. Like no, they're getting thrown away, Uh, and they did. No one kept that. Exactly. Why would you? The whole point of it is to is the zen experience of putting it together, and then when you're done. You're freaking done. 
I do like yep. these TikTok videos yep. where like uh, like an old lady or somebody will finish a huge puzzle, mm-hmm. and then their grandson or son will run in there and and just for just for likes and clicks, he'll go and just wreck it in front of their mom. Uh-huh. Sure, those are fun to sure. watch. Yeah, I assume <sighs> I assume those are mostly staged. If I had to guess. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh no! What have you done? <laughs> You're yeah. out of the family. Exactly. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, time with Bill Duran. We got a question out there in the audience for him, plus whatever he's brought this week, and some science with Bobby. I wonder if he'll bring up that asteroid that almost hit us, or I guess is uh, swinging past us next week. That's pretty big and gnarly. Maybe not. I don't know. I may be jumping ahead here. Anyway, uh, we'll find out here shortly. But when we uh, do that, we have to take a break. We have to play a song. Brian, play the song. What are we doing? Yeah. How about uh, Nate No Face? This is uh, um, a guy who spells his name N-8-N-O-F-A-C-E. So if you're searching for it, just replace the letters 8 and uh, Nate No Face with the number 8. There you go. Uh, This is uh, the first single from his Bound to Let You Down remix EP. This is uh, this is really good. This is a uh, remix by Adult uh, of his song "Spray." Here is "Spray" by Nate No Face. Well, Matthew, that's a very good question, and I think I have something in my pocket that might help me explain the answer to you. It's a candy bar. Fortnite is a homoerotic video game for young people. The Morning Stream, a bug planet, a planet hostile to life. back tell me who that was again that was uh i want to know how a how a candy bar is going to help explain what happens to that kid's dog mm. uh that was an ain't no face and a song called spray now i think i actually have another part of that guy explaining the candy bar let me see if i have it here um, i have your dog's remains in my pocket right here <laughs> okay here here's what he says he goes on to say there are three different ingredients to it there's the chocolate that covers the whole thing, and then if you bite into it, there's what's called the nugget, and then there's caramel in the middle of it. 
You can see all three of these different things, but they make one candy bar. Who knows where that's going? That's as far nugget. as I have it. I like that he calls it nugget. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Teach your children well, everybody. All right. Hey, what's up now? I know what's up. It's bill time. Let's yeah. time. It's time to do our billing. Bill. Our weekly billing. Bill. Uh, okay. Here we go. All right. He's incoming. We're going to do this. Where's this thing? There it is. All right. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joins us as he does each and every Tuesday from PunishProps.com to talk about making stuff. And I know he's got cool things going on. Bill, welcome back to the show. Good morning, friends. Happy hey, to be here. Nice to have hey. you here. I got a thing for you before we get going. Um, Let's do it. This is a text. This came from a listener named Kirk, who says, How great is it that the first two syllables of your TMS resident maker's name is Builder? Like yep. Builder. Love the show, though. Kirk. Is that a thing you've always kind of known, that you're, you're Builder? Like, if you shorten Duran, it's you're a Builder. Yeah, in fact, I've... I've once or twice had people call me Builder Man. Oh. Yeah, Builder and the Builder Man. Yeah, pretty relevant. We might have even done that ourselves. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, make my own Bill Nye intro. I agree with Kirk. It's actually very cool, and uh, oh, yeah. you, you deserve the title. Uh, sure. All right. Well, you're here again as always, and um, I know last week you were you were launching into a, a pretty cool new project. What's what's happened since? What are we talking yeah. about today? Uh, not much because I, instead of finishing that project, we went to Las Vegas. Oh, oh yeah, right. you did. <laughs> yeah, that looked like fun. You guys uh, saw cool, cool stuff while you were there. Yeah, I want to talk about BattleBots today. Yeah. So okay. uh, Brittany's birthday was last week, and the only thing she wanted to do was go to Vegas and watch uh, robot combat. <laughs> So we did, and I want to I want to talk about what we saw because we got to see how the show is filmed, um, and uh, it's fascinating. I'm of course not going to talk about any of the fights or what happened. I don't want to spoil anything because the show hasn't aired yet. Uh, the show is filmed at Caesar's Entertainment Studios. That's where we're hanging out. They have a big old tent with a with a battle box and everything set up inside. Uh, and the teams fly out to compete over two weeks. Uh, and they filmed dozens and dozens of robot fights over those two weeks. Uh, and they're fighting to determine the winner of the BattleBots Championship and the trophy, the Big Nut. I got to hold the Big Nut. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hey, can I ask you a question? Why do all? Why yeah. do so many of them? It must be effective. So I know the answer to this. But why do they all do the? They have a flip mechanism almost in every case. Oh, yeah. Flipping oh, we- mechanisms are so handy because you use the opponent's robot's weight against them. Yeah. Once they're in the air, especially if they're like 30, maybe not 30, but like 10 feet in the air, on the way down, they're going to do a ton of damage to themselves. Flippers are super effective. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, so the competition is both a live competition with an audience. And a TV show, but the TV show doesn't air until months after the event, uh, which makes it a little interesting the way they film it. Uh, Every day there are two four-hour filming sessions, so we uh, bought tickets to one of them that started at noon. Uh, There's a different audience for each section, so they film a bunch of fights, and then they scoot out that audience, and they bring in a new audience, and then they film a whole bunch more. Uh, the live audience gets a sneak peek at the fights and the winners, which is pretty cool. We got to see some fights before they'll air. 
Uh, but we were told explicitly to not spoil anything, but also not take <laughs> photos or videos of the actual fights. Mm, okay. Uh, we were we were told though that since we know some of the winners now, that when the show does air, we could win bets against our friends, which is pretty handy. Oh, that's but, nice. Yeah. 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 Have a bit of an advantage. yeah. So I'm looking at some uh, of the recap on their official YouTube channel, and and mm-hmm. um, there. Can you tell me about the environments a little bit? Because I I didn't realize there were hazards. Yes. In the environments. Is that a new thing or am I just not? No, no, no. Okay. So the battle box, they have added new hazards over time. A couple of years ago, they added the upper deck, which is a a higher spot that robots can get stuck on. The battle box is a huge enclosure with inch and a quarter thick Lexan. It's bulletproof. It has to be. These robots are incredibly destructive. Yeah. The floor is like inch thick plate steel. There are gaps where saw blades come out at the after uh, two minutes of fighting. Saw blades come out every once in a while. (laughs) There are screws on the wall to (laughs) bind up your robot. There are hammers in the corners that the teams can activate. Those hammers are called the pulverizers. It's quite an enclosure. I also got to go in there. No way. You get to to walk in there, dude. Oh, that's cool. I, yes, yeah. I, I mean, we we got to. Not everyone got to. We got to. <laughs> did you uh, did you get to like get pieces of anything or like walk out of there a little chunk of a no, broken? No, they do a great job of cleaning up. Uh, I do have some BattleBot parts that I've acquired through other channels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the fights um, are filmed in a haphazard order. Basically, they have uh, as fights progress, they figure out who's fighting who, which changes. And then basically whoever's ready to fight, they throw in there because there's a lot of hurry up and wait. A lot of people fixing their robots. Um, sure. Less so fine tuning. and Yep. Yeah. Uh, so everything gets filmed out of order. So it's a little wacky to watch it live because um, the hosts will throw to things that have, haven't happened yet or uh, ha- happened a while ago. Uh, there is a, There was a host there that was just to keep the audience engaged between the fights. They would show us the last fight in slow motion and stuff on the big TV screen between fights to keep us entertained. Uh, but also there was a guy on the speaker, like a, a director over the PA, who would tell us what to do. So he would say, okay, you guys want to stand now and get ready to clap. We got a fight starting in five seconds. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fights last up to three minutes, unless there's a knockout. And then it was about 10 to 20 minutes between the fights. And that's what you really don't see on TV. So a fight will end, they announce a winner, and then people run into the battle box to do things like put out any fires, remove the last bots, collect any parts, sweep up bits. (laughs) And they also have to repair damage made to the arena between fights. Frequently, we're talking about those flipper robots, frequently robots get sent into the ceiling of the battle box, (laughs) destroying lighting and filming equipment. And glass is just raining down everywhere. So between fights, someone will come out with a ladder. <laughs> Quick, we got to fix that light. Someone else has a grinder who's grinding, grinding away all the sharp edges left in the floor from the weapons. Uh, it's intense. Wow. And then uh, and then they do another fight. And we, we got to see 12 fights in our four-hour block, which seemed like a lot. A lot of robot combat. Did you, if, if, we, if I was, well, you don't have to... I, you can decide whether you want to tell me this or not. Yeah, is there yeah. a team that I should be watching for when for? this airs? Um, not really. So we saw, they filmed two different tournaments. They filmed the main championship, but since they have so many robots in town and robots get knocked out of the championship, they take the robots that have been knocked out and they do a secondary tournament uh, called the Sin City 
Slam Fest, I believe. Mm. So most of the fights we saw were from that. We saw 11 fights from that. We saw one fight from the championship. Um, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you who to look for because we didn't see many fights from the main championship. But I wouldn't anyway. I want it to be a surprise. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's was... still a surprise for me. We only saw a handful of fights out of the dozens and dozens that they filmed. So I'm when excited this... to see it when it finally airs. When does this air? Or, sorry, where does it air? I, I never remember who's doing it. Who carries this thing? Um, Discovery Plus has it. And they also have all the old BattleBots seasons uh, of the, the last run that started in 2016. So if you want to get caught up on BattleBots... They have the championship fights. They also have the um, slam fest fights I was telling you about, and a bunch of extra stuff. Uh, and then uh, you can also buy it on Amazon. I'm not sure where it does on TV. Probably Discovery Channel, but I don't have cable, so. Sure, sure, sure. Me neither. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna. I need to. You know what? I just. I feel like I've just let that simmer and i've never gotten into it and it's dumb because i'd love this sort of thing love watching it's, this crap it's oh. incredible it's so so good yeah. and i and we we've gotten into it since the last since the show started up again in 2016 we've gotten to learn the fights i've gotten to know a lot of the people that work there and have bots uh it the community seems incredible everyone like i said they're there for two weeks it's like summer camp for battle bots they're all friends and families and they've known each other for decades and they get together for two weeks in vegas every year to fight with robots like i could tell this is a group of people that all really support one another and love love fighting robots and putting on a good show i'm gonna throw out an idea uh okay this is just an idea but you've got this name punish props uh-huh. amazing oh name. yeah uh you've got a love for the for battle bots mm-hmm. when does punish props become a team in battle bots when does i know mean? right Punished bots punish so that's good i like it so yeah. here's the thing battle bots are expensive <laughs> and then you break them mm-hmm. so sure. it's common sure. if you're going to get into robot combat to start much smaller there's there are ant weight cate- uh, categories we're talking like a three pound robot not a 250 pound robot mm-hmm. so if i got started that's where i would get started and it is very tempting um there are local t- teams here in Seattle. In fact, I talked to some while we we're in Vegas. We're gonna go hang out with them and, and potentially pick up another hobby. <laughs> I would. I, uh, if I, it progresses, then eventually, maybe in a couple of years, we'll have a, a team in the big show. That would be amazing to see. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we, I do we, also do want to point out too. I want to do a little proselytizing for my my twin brother is a robotics coach yeah. for his high school. And his goal is to get young people into robotics. Uh, BattleBots is a really great inspiration, but if you're a high schooler and you've got a robotics um, program in your high school, I'm going to say it's worth checking out. Oh, You'll yeah. learn actual valuable skills you can apply to jobs, yeah. and you'll be on a team, and you'll learn teamwork, and it's wicked fun. <laughs> if I had to guess, I, I'm, I'm guessing less schools have it than, than would be optimal, right? It's probably a rare thing. It's more guess. every year, uh, yeah. and there are a couple of different leagues. Um, next robotics and first robotics you want to take a peek out for them nice see if they have any programs in your area nice go do it everybody fight robot robot fights Woo! <laughs> yeah uh nice keep, keep them uh, you know build them up so that when they take over they've got a lot of experience yeah yeah and then maybe they'll respect you yeah and you'll be spared yeah. Yes. Oh, this is the guy that put us in a ring and made us yeah. fight each other. He's the first to go. Yeah. It's a lot of maybes. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Bill, uh, you always bring a little something extra with you. What do you got this I week? I do. This is uh, an older video from William Osmond. He's a goofy maker man. Um, he got to... 
I'm using air quotes now, build a battle bot and fight another battle bot. This video is called a, uh, it's a $40 battle bot versus a $25,000 battle bot. <laughs> okay. It's fun. It's silly. Is this, the, they, is this the arena that you went to, by the way? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Um, <laughs> his, he has friends there and they let him play in the arena somehow. And they built a tiny robot out of an RC car and put it against a real battle bot. You can imagine <laughs> what happened. It doesn't make it any less fun to watch. Oh, wow. Awesome. This, this video versus subscriber count is like what you all dream of. It's, he's got 2.7 right? million subscribers. This video has 2.4 million views, right? Jeez, That's pretty okay. good ratio right there. Okay, yep. I'm gonna have to watch and see how this all. Oh my yeah. lord, it's like a pink unicorn. It's got a little horse head on it, and little yeah. tin wheels. <laughs> Funny enough, this video does give a pretty good uh, idea what the behind the scenes at BattleBots is kind of like. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> it's a long moist pony. <laughs> Just destroys it, Brian. When you get to the point where he blows it up, I'm gonna. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like. It's like it just exploded into a bunch of fluff. Yeah. yeah, it's barely even. It's like nothing's there now. Yeah, they were. They found wow. parts of it in the in the ceiling rigging later. <laughs> That's really incredible. All right, nice find. That's really good. Everyone, robot combat. Get involved. Get involved. Make it happen. In the meantime, follow Bill over at Chimbeard on Twitter, and of course, you can find him at punishprops.com and YouTube and all those places. Do it today if you haven't already. Bill, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next Tuesday. See ya. Bye. See ya. <laughs> that is great. I didn't. Ex- I thought Fantastic. it would chuck it like into the air yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It no, disintegrates it. It vaporized the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. <laughs> that, if that gives you a better feel for what the power of these are, like that's, that is Jeez. disgusting what that thing did to no, that poor creature. Wow. All right. Nicely done. Hey, how about some science? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. You like a little science, yeah, do you? Let's, let's balance some of the fun with, uh, you know, some of the education. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Got to be educated. Why not? Here you go. Science. It is science. And that means Bobby Frankenberger's here. Not to not to host while Brian's sick or anything like that. He's here to talk about No, but about you did science. a great job, man. Thank you for you filling in You did a good week. job. Nicely done, Bobby. Thanks. Yeah. You did a great job, too, Brian. Oh, thanks. Recuperating? Yeah. Uh, healing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being in the chat room, hazing everybody. Yep. All, all of those things. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bobby, can we play this video of you that you sent me before we do anything Absolutely. else? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, let me pull up Twitch so I can watch it. I'll uh, also stick this. Let's see. i got to pull up. Uh, oh, yeah. If you pull it in, put it in our uh, chat, then I'll I will share it and then you can see. play it without sound and try and match things up as yeah, best I can. Way, way less weird. Uh, hold yeah. on a second. Okay. This is coming to you. I don't know about way less weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> All right, uh, let me pull it over here so the chat can see it. Uh, yep, that dude le- leaning against that wall is absolutely Bobby. Uh, let me <laughs> zoom this in some. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play it wow. with the audio. Enjoy. This music. It's a PVC pipe. Is that Nick there. Fury? I can't tell. <laughs> that, uh, that's one of the inspirations for the character. Oh, that mustache. And look how sweaty he is. Hot lights. South Carolina beat. This music is so bad. All right, here we go. I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a... 
an airsoft gun in his pocket. <laughs> took you long enough. Me and my mustache are getting bored waiting for you. Look, man, we ran into some traffic, all right? You think I give a damn about the traffic? What, do I look like some kind of hoity-toity businessman, fresh out of business school, afraid of getting his taint ripped out because he's been late for the first two times in his life? Look! I have a mustache? <laughs> End of list. Yeah. That was a nice long pause. I'm just busting your chops, man. I'm just busting your chops. All right. Chops busting. Listen, wise guy. Do you want this stuff or not? Think I smoked this cigar for my health? Because I do. <laughs> Did you open that damn Answer truck? Answer questions. Uh, it kind of goes like that for a while, but it's amazing, you guys. Wow. It's amazing. Bobby, yeah, tell us more. Why Why are you the one-eyed uh, tough guy in this? What, what um, happened there? Cigar-chomping, well, uh, mustache-wearing. <laughs> when, when I was in college, we... we my my very good friend, very very close friend, uh, started a production company. He was a, a media arts student in, in in the same college that we went to. I was studying psychology, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, he was studying media arts. But anyway, he had a production company called Pretty Penny Productions, and we made a bunch of. This was one of the things that we made. We also made a uh, another thing featuring that that same character in a different um, a different way. But anyway. Uh, I had the idea to make a uh, a buddy cop sitcom, sort of, and um, this was before. By the way, there was a period of time where this making fun of the buddy cop genre was all the the rage. So this was before all of that. We were we were on the leading edge, I claim. <laughs> That's right. Um, before Loaded Weapon One. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, before things like uh, I don't know, there was a there was an Adult Swim show that came not too long after we did this and that 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 got really big and then of course there was like um what's the thing what's the thing that everybody knows the thing i can't remember brooklyn 99 oh okay. um, yeah came along and it also sure. made fun of the genre anyway this is before all of that this was also like right before youtube um so we had we put these all the videos that we made we put on our own website and we had wow. to like hang flyers at the university to try to get people to watch them <laughs> what what year um, are we talking here is this like oh three oh two oh four it was um well so i think it was oh four so youtube technically did exist by the way uh it's just it was very small and people back then it was just people putting their like like cat videos on right yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> people hadn't really started doing this was before you know the guild um, wasn't a wasn't around yet, which oh, was yeah. kind of like when it seemed like that was about when everybody started to realize, oh, you can make web series. That's right. Oh, this must have been okay. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. I found some data. This is interesting. Just a little history lesson, everybody. Uh, February fourteenth, two thousand five, was the year or was the date it was founded. So that's seventeen years oh, okay. ago now. And then Google bought it a year later. Is all. Oh, really? It was that short? That they quick? Knew. So it must huh. have been so, like, ridiculously up What a up-ticked. bargain, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they did get it for a bargain, no question about it. Yeah. See, they sold it So, yeah, it this for... was, we worked on this the, the winter of 2004, so it, so it was before YouTube, right before YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, that scene that you played was, was, I wrote that, I dreamt that scene in its entirety, the way it is. And I woke up. It was like a story you hear. I woke up in the middle of the night, 
got a notepad and or got on my computer or whatever and i i typed out the script for the whole thing and the next day i gave it to my friend and i said this is my pitch for the series we're making <laughs> um and uh and and then we made it um but wow. it was uh, it was uh very it was very fun that's awesome dude well thanks for being willing to very share cool. the goofiness of it because we all have dumb videos like this in the past and oh for you know, sure I've made way more dumb videos than that. Um, we made a lot. We had this whole thing because we were trying to gear up to make this show, sure. and we knew we needed a lot of experience. Gear was expensive to to have back then. This was before cheap LED lights that you can, mm. you know, stick to yeah, the top of anywhere. your DSLR camera. Right. Like yeah. we we had to rent things, not rent, but we had to check things out of the media arts department. And they were like <laughs> giant halogen lights that you lugged around. You had to have like a whole crew of people we had big shoulder mounted cameras that only like shot in 480p <laughs> wow wow um, same so mustache like was, or did you grow your mustache or was that a fake one that was a fake mustache <laughs> if you watch to the end of the scene yeah. he, he uh, rips it off oh and uh oh i missed to that reveal part. that he was undercover the whole time <laughs> oh man who would have who would have thought who would have thunk it that's fantastic yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. keep, you should make more. It's Let's so do a good. sequel. Oh, sequel sure. series. On There's the way. four full episodes, and we premiered them in a local theater and sold DVDs and everything. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. You guys were entrepreneurs. and We were trying to make it onto public access television. I think there was like some political uh, people not knowing the right people, things that kept us from doing that. But... Um, but we were we were serious. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, so just just for fun, these numbers are interesting. Uh, so it was only ten months after its official launch, eighteen months after the first video was ever posted. YouTube bought it for one point six billion, which at the time sounded like a lot of money. Uh, their revenue this year, or just last year, which is the last recorded full revenue run, uh, twenty eight point eight billion dollars in revenue last year. I think Google maybe got a deal. You know. They may not know no it. Kidding. Well, they probably yeah. know it. I'm sure they know it. But. I'm sure they know. They're like, oh, <clears throat> brilliant. Whoever got in on that one early. Yeah. yeah sure. Pretty smart. Anyway, well, let's talk about some science. I, I didn't want yeah, to assume yeah. that you were going to talk about this this uh, this meteor, I guess, that's coming past us next week. And if there's anything to bring up about that. But even if you didn't, do you want to, do you know anything about that? Or is there anything to worry about? Are we supposed to do anything? Freaked I know out. a little bit about it. There's nothing to worry about, but um, it's uh, so the the asteroid that you're talking about, there is yeah. one that's passing. It's actually passing by its closest approach as we speak. Oh, um, it's uh, it's like a well, it's it's like what is it? Fifty? It's like one one and a half million miles away, which is sure. six times the distance between the moon and the Earth, which on astronomical terms is is pretty close. Um, so, so that's why people think like w when they make a big deal out of it is because they're, they're saying like, that's, that's a pretty cl there's <clears throat> things passing by us all the time that are really, really close. We should probably do a better job of monitoring all this stuff. Is this one uh, closer than the one that we shot a rocket at to kind of test our Armageddon? Oh, oh yeah. Practice? yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot, a lot closer. Why didn't we wait for this one then? If this one was going to be closer, <laughs> yeah, it seems easier. I guess it's know. it's actually a, a, an interesting question because there is a very deliberate reason they they chose the the I think the it was a pair of asteroids that they shot the Dart project at that you're Dart, talking about. Dart, that's right. Okay, um, and it was uh, the um, Deimos and something else were the name of the two, but it was it was a, a larger asteroid and then a smaller. 
uh, asteroid that was orbiting the larger one. And the reason they picked that is because, A, it was really far away, so if they messed up, it wouldn't accidentally knock it into the Earth. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point, right? You, you'd, hate to, you'd hate to, you know, go for the eight ball and scratch. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what they exactly, should have done? Yeah. They should have named that asteroid Tanagra. Name the two missiles, <laughs> Darmok and Jalad, and then Darmok okay, and great. Jalad exactly. at Tanagra. That's what they should have done, those dummies. Yep. Anyway, how did that so, did that actually yield anything? I never heard follow up. Yielded tons of data. It was super successful that project, the Dart, the Dart mission. Um, very successful. Lots of data was gathered from that. The reason, but again, the reason that they chose it is because a very small asteroid orbiting a larger asteroid has a has a very weak connection to system like it's a very weakly connected system but also very predictably connected so they could they could calculate what they expected to happen and then easily measure whether what they expected to happen would happen and they could gather really easy data from how much like what size of a of a of a object do you need to crash into another object what would happen what would you know and stuff like that so it was just easy to collect data from such a small set of things interesting and this thing that's passing us as we speak um if it were big enough to, it's not big enough to alter any uh, you know any gravity gravitational pulls or any kind of any of that right no it's, no it's it's not um it's but it's big enough to to give everyone on earth a bad day if it hit us <laughs> yeah it'd be bad right but, uh, it'd be would it be an extinction level event size one or not I don't remember what the size ranges are for things like that, but it's very big. It's like it's like it's like five hundred something like five hundred meters across, estimated. Which it's That's like pretty as big. big as a skyscraper. Yeah. Okay. Big enough to probably act like a multiple numbers of nukes being set off or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It would. Uh, it would certainly. I mean, I feel comfortable saying that if it hit the United States, that you could say goodbye to the United States. But that'd be the end of um, it. Even the even the yeah. bunkers that are all that we keep all our fancy people in, those wouldn't make it either. Probably yeah. something like maybe, that. Maybe maybe not the whole country, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much because I don't have the numbers in front of me because they have size ranges. Because you have a good bunker, you just don't want people uh, crashing <laughs> <Yeah>. the bunker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't want to talk too much about the bunkers. I, I'd rather people <laughs> think that bunkers aren't a big thing. <laughs> Bunkers, yeah. bunkers are ineffective. Yeah, I've I've still got my spot on one of the bunkers, uh, one of the Fallout nice. bunkers. Nice, nice. But, well, um, all right. Well, no, forget about meteors for now. They're all good. They're all flying around and doing their thing. What uh, what what great science have you brought with us uh, today? To I I just had a COVID update. I thought oh. uh, we would just talk cool. about yeah. just check in with COVID every once in a while. What's it's the still COVID? there. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's still around. It's yeah. still a pandemic. It's not quite endemic yet. Okay. Um, but uh, it's um. Anyway, uh, there's a couple of things to catch up on. First of all, you know about the new strain BQ1. I know we talked about that last week, Scott. You and I. Mm-hmm. Um, it's continuing to become dominant. They think that it's going to become the the most dom- the primary strain within the next few weeks by the end of the year at least. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you should know. Yes. Um, they think that there's going to be a big new wave coming this winter. Um, the White House is talking a lot about it. Biden's talking a lot about it, which is funny. Do you remember not too long ago he said the pandemic was over? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah. and now he's saying now he was just sent out. Dial that back a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he just literally said this. That talked all about how this is not over. He said, um, he's. 
what I don't like about what the White House is saying with the pandemic is they're they're focusing a lot on personal responsibility, which I makes me uncomfortable. But mm. um, and I know that everybody should get their vaccines and and do what they can to prevent things. But I I, I have. I don't know. I have trouble, and it makes me uncomfortable when when people just try to put it on the individuals. And there's a lot we need to do. Yeah, probably. On it's easy. It's level, an easy way to like. Part of me, I'm a big believer in personal responsibility and people doing For the right sure. thing. Yeah. But mm. the problem with saying it at, at a level where where power is at its peak, yeah, is that you are making a lot of assumptions about where people are where their heads are at, what their, what their economic status is. Like you're kind of making it sound like everybody's at the exact same place and they're, and they're not. So I just don't think it's too blankety and easy. It's just too easy. It's a, it's I a mean, is, easy way isn't to it just a matter of, of we're saying, well, the people who do take personal responsibility will automatically go out and get the new vaccines and the people who've been fighting this whole thing it's not going to change if we just say okay take personal responsibility that's not going to change their minds so right why spend that why why go to that effort basically yeah yeah well so like for example biden said um this this year you know this coming year or he said this year nearly every death is he's talking about upcoming deaths because they predict that um Mm. that we're likely with this new wave we're they're expecting between thirty and seventy thousand deaths this oh, winter. Jeez, wow! Which sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. Um, but but it is less than it was last winter. A Compared lot to less. The hundreds than it was of last. thousands yeah. that we had in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like three hundred and fifty deaths per day that they're predicting. That's the current level, right. and, and they're predicting that, and maybe up to five hundred per day or something like that. But last winter we were at like eleven or twelve hundred a day. Um, and that, that was at its lowest, right? Like sure. it's gotten even higher than that. So we're, we're on the down trend, but yeah, we want there to be less death. <laughs> Certainly. Um, but, uh, but anyway, he said what he's talking about, he said this year, nearly every death is preventable. He said that. And while that's technically true, it's like, yeah, we've been talking about how it's all preventable for a couple of years now. And that's not changing anything anymore. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's not the way we need to to approach this <laughs> yeah it's, i don't like it either but i the, the way well I, I the way i look at it now is that if you there are not a lot of people on the fence you either got the vaccine or you didn't you either contributed to the problem or didn't you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I i don't know how you're going to make any headway there the headway you were going to make there happen in 2020 or 2021 right. early or something but at this stage i feel like this Flags shouting are, into a void sadly. The, well the flags are planted you know wherever yeah, you planted right, yours right. you planted it so i don't know what no, is that no what's gonna turn around and say all right you win yeah <laughs> no one's gonna do that so since they're not gonna yeah. do that when do you call it endemic when when can that happen because can can they yeah that i'm up? glad you're asking that there are some people in the chat who are also saying i thought it was endemic and i have certainly yeah. talked about how it's it's more or less like experts are saying, it's more or less going to be endemic and, and whatnot. Technically, it's it's not technically endemic yet. Um, it's still technically a pandemic. And that's because for it to be endemic, what it needs to to be is is there needs to be sort of a steady state. Um, it's it's there and it's always kind of at a background level and it's not um, on a large scale or even a small scale, but um, on on some sort of level, it needs to not be spread, not not be spreading 
uh, exponentially. Right. Like the flu levels. Stop seeing uh, death and and hospitalizations at such a massive scale that we're seeing right, right now. Like, so like so like the flu, I, I guess what right. I'm saying is is it possible that that it will just have a higher higher rates across the board of both hospitalization spread and death and still you can just raise the definition of endemic to match what the virus decides it is for the next 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like yes. The definition of the endemic tr- may have to change a little. Is what I mean? The, the trouble is that there are sort of two definitions of endemic that people use. There's the technical, uh, like, epidemiology definition of endemic, which is very technical, and it, and it means that um, and it's on a local level. So you can have a, a virus that's endemic to a particular country or endemic to a particular continent, and it just means that... Do you remember talking about the R value early on in, in the COVID pandemic? I do remember um, that, the, yeah. The R yeah. value is this number that they give saying... Um, what is it, what is it on average, any person who is infected, how many people are they going to give it to? So if you have an R value of three, this virus has an R value of three. That means if one person gets infected, they're likely to spread it to three people. Right. Um, the reason I bring that up is because on an epidemiological level, endemic, one of the main features of an endemic virus is that the R value is one. Mm. Um, which means that that if you get it, you're only going to pass it on to one person, and that's how it maintains a steady state. Because any any R value higher than one means it's going to spread on some exponential level, um, and any R value less than one means it will eventually die out. Um, so an R value of one. That's the epidemiological definition. But we tend to use it in sort of a public health way and sort of a, a colloquial way. We tend to use endemic to mean that it's sort of just in the background. Now, the flu, you might be able to argue, is not endemic on a purely epidemiological level, at least at certain points in time, uh, because when it's flu season, the R value of the flu, the influenza virus, is definitely uh, more than than one. But then it also dies down eventually (laughs) and goes goes less than that, right? So on a larger scale... You think about it as endemic, and so so yes, the definition of endemic really just means if you want to just have an easy definition, it just means the virus has entered a steady state, and things on on some sort of larger scale are not changing, and and it's just there doing what it does. You know? Interesting. Okay. Well, that's where we're at. It has uh, you know, I've got some travel to do. Brian's got some travel to do. I'm really hoping uh, we beat whatever wave is <laughs> coming with this stupid travel. Um, and, uh, get you know, uh, whatever. I just don't want to see a bunch more death this year. It'd be real nice oh, not God, to have yeah. that, you know? Yeah. You're going to have some. So, you always have some. You're going to have flu deaths. I mean, the version of the flu Brian got would kill a 90-year-old. Like God, it was people yeah, die. It was uh, horrendous compared to, especially compared to my COVID experience. It was yeah. the flu knocked me out. Yeah. So the, I, the yeah. plus side of all of this is that as long as like like your good news <laughs> on an individual level is that as long as you are getting your your booster vaccines. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are, you know, paying attention to what you're doing and and trying to be as careful as possible, like like as if if we're in the middle of a wave, for example, just you know maybe wear masks when you go to the grocery store. Um, as long as you're doing those little things, then then COVID has gotten to the point where 
if you get it, you're going to be, you're probably going to be okay. And if you want to, if you want to really hedge your bets, then if you get it, then see if you can get um, a prescription written for Paxlovid, which is the antiviral for for COVID. Right. And um, and that'll help too. And just just do the smart things, and you're fine. You're we're gonna, you're you're probably going to be able to live with it. I, I hesitate, and I keep saying probably because I don't. There are there are outside cases, which is why we want to get this under control, because that's not the same story for everybody. There are people out there who are still dying from this, of course. Yeah. And so we want to encourage everybody to do the right thing in order to help those people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, but you've gotten your booster, and and that's what mm-hmm. you can do. When another one comes out at some point, you get that one, and and yep. you're doing you're doing what you can do. How you know? soon? How soon do you think? Um, just to kind of finish things up here, how soon do you think we start to see mRNA technology in other uh, stuff like flu shots? Oh, uh, maybe it already is. I don't know. But is that stuff on the uh, way? It, it wasn't this. It wasn't in this flu season. Uh, it just might have been a little too early. People were focused on doing that with COVID. But it, there's there's it. There's no telling any time now. I would, I would, I would suspect probably next year. I wouldn't be surprised um, okay. if they at least don't start messing with experimenting and and figuring it out because it's it's a very good in technology that's easy to implement once you've once you've identified the mRNA strain that you're going to use. So, and and we know so much about the flu that that it doesn't seem like it should be um, should be too hard. It's just they need to do it yeah. um, and. And I think we're getting to the point. If my guess is that we're getting to the point where that's going to be any time now. All right, I'm down with it. Yeah, yeah. It's they're they're already experimenting with this technology in lots of different places. It's just when are we consumers and just regular old people going to start seeing it? Yep, regular old people. That's what I call myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an irregular old person. Yeah. Well, oh. you know, more fiber, Brian. They It'll make uh, Metamucil for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just need fiber. Uh, well, Bobby, always a pleasure having you on and uh, talking about this stuff. Tell people where they can find more science coverage and news from you. Well, I've got the All Around Science podcast that uh, you guys can listen to. Every week we talk about sciencey news stuff. This past week, um, the episode that just came out yesterday, we talked about, um, uh, well, it was Halloween yesterday. So we, we talked about the science of fear and why mm. why we're afraid of things and and why we like to be, why we seek out things that are scary and stuff like that. Nice. So. I, that sounds great. It's all around science. And you can get that wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. <laughs> Bobby, you have a great day. May your mustache never fail. And we'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye. See you, Bobby. All right. Glad he was willing yeah, to share Bobby, his, his you, do you want this stuff in the trunk or not? <laughs> My mustache is cutting checks or whatever. <laughs> pretty great my mustache has been waiting for you for half an hour i just got here myself but uh oh i'd love a mustache that got there before me that'd be great <laughs> yeah um, by the way yeah here we are two weeks after uh my my accidental overshave and yeah looking good back to normal yeah yeah back to back to about the way i like it you you take about as long as i do i'm afraid to cut yeah, this because it's gonna weeks. take me forever yeah. to get this back if i cut it so I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna hang on to it for a while. See if I can. All that work with the just for men uh, brown uh, dye shampoo. Damn it! Yeah, to start over. Now you got to start over. Right. Uh, Robert from Hendertucky would like to start over an email here. He sent in. <laughs> okay. This is uh, he calls this the final solution. That's a that's a 
not a term you want to use lightly. It's a, yeah, it's a term, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe we're taking it back. I don't know. But anyway, Robert says, uh, the smoke detector issue, uh, dear Scott and Brian, is not difficult to solve. I use a little thing called a calendar event. In this case, I use my huh. birthday as the day, and I change the smoke detector battery in the house on every smoke detector. And then I go get the old finger up the bum. <laughs> It's like happy birthday, grab a ladder and bend over all in one day. It's it's uh, you know if you get up on that ladder high enough to change the battery, then you could probably get both things done at once. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go to my doctor on my birthday for the finger up the bum. Yeah, no, whatever, pass. hard, hard passing. Anyway, it says even a cheap battery will last a year. It makes more sense to schedule battery replacement than to have the smoke detector industry redesign and the beep reminding you about. Uh, sorry, remind you to do what you were already supposed to have done. Knowing that will, uh, knowing that you will be, uh, you will hate chasing down the beep at three a.m., which is more annoying. Replacing one battery at three a.m. or replacing all of them in the middle of the day after you've had cake and a finger up your bum. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I really enjoy hearing you two noodle on the detector technology industry, especially like the idea of having a voice, <laughs> a voice talk to you before the battery would die. Uh, y'all know what else you can talk about. Uh, at, at a scheduled time, a calendar no, 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 event. No, 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 no. You know what else can talk to you? At oh, a talk to time. you at a scheduled time. Yeah. A calendar event. Lick a battery, yo, Robert from Hendertucky. Yeah. All right. I man. mean, if you do it at the daylight savings time, that's the that's the 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 ideal, right? Just yeah. like yeah, daylight savings time. Change all the batteries. Boom, you're done. No, yep. no worries. Yep. And I hope Robert, every time you get the finger, uh, that it all is good in there. I hope that's that, that it, all works angel out. Gets its wings. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hope. All right, real quick, Patreon uh, shout out to a brand new patron, Richard Jakabowski. Bowski, Jakabowski. <laughs> Jakabowski. I think is right. Richard, welcome to the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a brand new month, people. November 1st means it's time to get in and get all the great benefits, including no commercials ever, pre show content every day, couch parties on the weekend, art in the mail, and other great monthly benefits that aren't. Uh, listed here because it's too much to explain you can go find it all at patreon.com slash tms for yourself sign up today and become like him and all you great patrons you guys are the best for everything else you're looking for you'll find it at frogpants.com slash tms that is it Brian, let's get out of here. I need a song, though. Can't go without it. Yeah, I got a song. And uh, today, not tied to a request. Now, <clears throat> yesterday was Halloween, Scott. Do you know what that makes today? Uh, makes today uh, ha- uh, all hallowed out. I don't know. Oh, uh, so close. All Saints Day. Today is oh. uh, uh, All Saints Day. So it's the eve of uh, Hallow's Day or uh, Hallowmas or uh, uh, All Saints Day. And so I thought, well, let's celebrate with that second-rate uh, Spice Girls band, uh, All Saints, yeah. and a cover that they did for a really cool Burt Bacharach tribute concert called One Amazing Night. This actually had a bunch of great musicians um, and Mike Myers, for some reason, doing a cover of What's New Pussycat, um, doing a cover of a song that a lot of people, at least a lot of people our age, might uh, connect with uh, a band called Naked Eyes. Uh, from the 80s. Always something there to remind me. Originally, a Burt Bacharach song, and this cover is um, is more like the original than it is the Naked Eyes version. So, here are All Saints joining Burt Bacharach for a cover of Always Something There to Remind Me. Sounds great. See you guys tomorrow.
walk along those city streets you used to walk along with me. And every step I take recalls how much in love we used to be. How can I forget you when there is always something there to remind me? Always something there to remind me. Always be a part of me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you should find you miss the sweet and tender love we used to share, just go back to the places where we used to go, and I'll be there. How can I forget you when there is always something there to remind me? show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I've tasted your borscht. Yeah. 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 Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.